Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is May 12th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block. We're going to move on past Doctrine and Covenants 49 just because there's more that I want to look at in section 50. But before we move on completely, I just want to say this section is incredible. When we want to understand how we should be as member missionaries in the gospel, this is a wonderful section to study. There is a moment when the Lord gets very direct and very abrupt with the Shakers about their faith. But for the most part, we see someone who just wants to teach correct principles. And that's exactly what he does here. He teaches them correct principles about who Christ is, correct principles about ordinances of the gospel, correct principles about marriage, all these different correct principles about what we believe. And he does it in such a loving and kind way. And as we approach member missionary work, we could learn a lot from this example, not trying to get into debates, not trying to Bible bash doctrine, but to just teach correct principles, to declare with faith the things that we know and leave it in the hands of the Spirit to testify of those truths. So now we're going to head on into section 50. But as we do, I feel like we need to talk a little bit about the church history and about what's going on in this time period that leads us to receive some of these revelations that we're going to be getting here. I want you to think about in the Book of Mormon or even in the New Testament, when you have a group of believers somewhere who is a small group and they don't have a leader immediately present with them, oftentimes they had to make some corrections. They had to call people to repentance because without the prophet in their midst, these people tended to, even though they had a testimony of the truth, they tended to practice the truth a little bit incorrectly. And so Paul oftentimes in his epistles had to call people to repentance and explain that what they were doing wasn't right. Now, here in this section of the Doctrine and Covenants and here in this period of church history, you have this pretty big size group of people outside of Kirtland, Ohio, who had been baptized, but didn't currently have a prophet or apostle in their midst. We know that Sidney Rigdon and Parley P. Pratt had gone to do some missionary work. Joseph had gone north. There was no one in their midst to kind of correct them or to guide them, which, you know, in our day would be fine. Most of us go a long time without being in the presence of a prophet or apostle. But you have to keep a historical context in mind here. This was a group of people who had been members of the church for weeks, months, maybe. They had a testimony but they didn't know everything. They weren't raised in the gospel of Jesus Christ. They didn't have this foundation of what they should and shouldn't do. And then on top of that, they also come from a culture of revivals, of all these different religions coming together and preaching loudly and showing quote unquote gift of tongues and all doing all these just different things. A couple sections earlier, we learn about gifts of the Spirit, that they're still real and exist. And so now this group of people who is left in this religiously excited environment is now left without guidance from prophets or apostles. And because of that, they tend to get into some kind of strange things, things that we don't see as being guided by the Spirit as much. It's easy to hear these stories about things that happened in that day and to look at it with our 
modern day eyes of understanding and say, well, that's messed up or that shouldn't have happened or what was going on there. But it's so essential that when we talk about things of church history, we do it through the lens of history, understanding what was going on at that time period and what things must have been like for them. Speaking of this time in his autobiography, Parley P. Pratt said, After preaching to the Shakers, I paid a visit to the churches round about Kirtland. As I went forth among the different branches, some very strange spiritual operations were manifested, which were disgusting rather than edifying. Some persons would seem to swoon away and make unseemly gestures and be drawn or disfigured in their countenances. Others would fall into ecstasies and be drawn into contortions, cramps, fits, etc., Others would seem to have visions and revelations which were not edifying and which were not congenial to the doctrine and spirit of the gospel. In short, a false and lying spirit seemed to be creeping into the church. All these things were new and strange to me and had originated in the church during our absence and previous to the arrival of President Joseph Smith from New York. So this is the backdrop of Section 50. This is what's going on. This is the question that sparked this revelation. Now, I think it's important because here in this revelation, especially the beginning part of this revelation, the Lord is going to warn people about false spirits, and he's going to warn them about deception. Specifically in verse three, he's going to say, and so Satan hath sought to deceive you that he might overthrow you. Now, I think that this is so important for our day. Now, keep in mind, we live in a totally different time period. For most of us, we live in a place where the church has enough of a stronghold that we don't see this kind of deception on a mass scale. However, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, one of the hallmark signs of the second coming is the deception of God's people. As it says in Joseph Smith, Matthew, the deception of the elect and the adversary Being the great deceiver does everything in his power to mimic and to counterfeit true experiences and true doctrine. And when it comes to the spirit and to gifts of the spirit, that is no different. He will try to counterfeit all good things. He will do everything in his power to try to deceive us. Elder Gary Stevenson once said, Satan, the father of lies and the great deceiver, would have us question things as they really are and either ignore eternal truths or replace them with something that appears more pleasing. That, I believe, is the deception of the adversary in our day. That's the counterfeit that he uses in our day. More often than not, he doesn't use these big, grand signs and gestures like people convulsing or false prophesying or speaking in strange tongues. He doesn't do that as much, at least in our church. But he does try to make us question things as they really are. He does try to get us to ignore these eternal truths. And he does try to get us to replace true good action with things that are easier or more pleasing. He tries to set those things up as being good or appropriate. But my friends, it's a counterfeit. It's what he does to deceive the people. But the protection for this can be found in verse 1 of section 50. He says, Hearken, O ye elders of my church, and give ear to the voice of the living God, and attend to the words of wisdom which shall be given unto you, according as ye have asked. I love what he says there. Hearken. 
listen to the words of a living God. Listen to the voice of a living God, a God who is able to speak to the earth today, a God who is able to hear your prayers individually and personally, a God who is able to respond through revelation and through the Holy Ghost, a living God who is aware of the things that are going on in our lives, the questions that we have, the struggles that we're dealing with. Listen to the living God because he can teach us. He can guide us. He can protect us and he can help us discern right from wrong, good from evil, things as they really are versus the lies that Satan tries to tell us. My friends, I testify that as we stay close to the living God, a God who can listen and who can respond, as we stay close to him and learn of him, we will be inoculated against deception. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 